Hello, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Insights and Communications Executive at AMBA and BGA. Today, I had Talila Boone on the podcast. She spoke about how she started her incredible flower arranging organisation in the middle of the pandemic. Postal Petals has social justice at its heart, and I was keen to ask her how other organisations could implement social justice into their runnings. Here's that conversation. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and your career so far, please? Absolutely. So my name is Talia and I am um, the founder and CEO of Postal Petals, which is a, a farm direct flower delivery service for DIY flower arrangements. Uh, that's a company that I started a little over a year ago, um, and it's a direct um, result of the pandemic and lockdown conditions that were happening in the spring um, of, of, of 2020. Um, but I am also prior to founding the flower company and even currently still, I own a uh, what I call a tactical solutions agency. And we operate at the intersection of sports and entertainment, corporate and consumer brands and social impact. And so a lot of the work that we do uh, with the agency is informed by data research that shows that today's consumer more than they care about a product or service that a brand provides, they care that the brand is socially and culturally aligned. Uh, with the issues that are important to them. So at, at our core, what we do is we uh, work with brands um, to focus on brand activism and brand accountability, work with them to identify the issues that are most important to their culture, the issues that are most important to their consumer. Um, and then uh, we kind of help them navigate the, the social impact space um, as, as they go along. I'm absolutely fascinated to hear more about how you started Postal Petals in the middle of a pandemic. And yeah, just can you tell me a bit more about how it started? Yeah, you know, it was kind of a fluke. Um, to be honest, I still can't believe this company is all mine, but I am so incredibly honored and excited and fully in love with this, with this entire concept. So it started. Um, a few years ago when a friend of mine introduced me to flower arranging and I started doing it more and more because I found it to be really, really relaxing, right? Like it just became something that I could go to as almost like a form of self-care. It was very meditative, um, just very like, it just was an opportunity for me to practice mindfulness, just to kind of clear my mind and focus um, on the flowers. Plus I just really liked, um, you know, having a finished result that I could be proud of um, in the house for, you know, several days or a week or two or whatever. And so um, I started to find that flower arranging became like a refuge for me, particularly with the work that I was doing with uh, my tactical agency around a number of different social justice issues. Um, that work can be particularly when you truly do care about um, the people and the issues impacting them. It could wear on you very, very heavily. And so I would oftentimes resort to flower arranging whenever I would feel stressed, whenever I'd feel overwhelmed about work or life or anything like that. And so fast forward to 2020, um, around the pan, it, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, we went on a lockdown in Los Angeles. That's where, um, where I live and where the company is based. We went on lockdown in Los Angeles in mid, in mid March. Um, and, you know, initially they were saying it was going to be two weeks and then it went to three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And so by the end of April, 
the walls were really starting to close in on me because it was starting to become very, very clear that this was not going to be as temporary of a situation as um, we'd initially been led to believe. And um, you also, I also kind of just started panicking, just thinking, what does this mean for life? What does this mean for business? All of those things. And so um, I decided, you know, I'll go ahead and I, I should arrange flowers because I was feeling that kind of familiar stress that flowers typically relieve for me. And so um, I decided, okay, I'll go and arrange flowers. But the problem was because of the lockdown um, where I would normally get my flowers, which is the uh, Los Angeles flower mart was closed um, due to the pandemic. And so what I didn't know then, but I know now is that the LA flower market is like the second largest flower market in, in the whole world. I think second only to Amsterdam, if I'm, if I'm, I'm remembering that correctly. And so um, I wasn't able to get access to flowers there. And just as a general rule, I don't use grocery store flowers. I just, they're just, the quality is um, subpar. The variety is limited. And oftentimes they, they die very quickly, which I came later to find out why, but um, I just have never been that impressed by grocery store flowers. Um, and so that kind of sent me on a quest to find online. Cause at that point we were ordering everything online. So it sent me on a quest online to find um, a company that would ship me flowers to my house that I could arrange them on my own. And it kind of went down this rabbit hole. And I ended up finding this guy who ships very large volumes of flowers all around the world to clients who you know do very large events and weddings and all of these things. And so I called him really just kind of with the audacity to see if I could convince him to reduce his minimums um, to an, a, a a amount that was low enough for him to ship them to me so I could just arrange um, flowers for myself at home. And that conversation with him ended up lasting about two and a half hours. And during that conversation, he explained to me why he couldn't ship me the amount of flowers that that I was looking for. But um, he was very patient in explaining. And he also, you know, kind of uh, was kind enough to kind of help me understand that a lot of the flower farms domestically were really in a bad place. They were, you know, a lot of the orders for very large flowers that had been placed were being canceled. And, you know, a lot of flowers were dying in the field and all of these things. And so by the time we got off the, the call, what I realized is two things. One, that the very thing that I was looking for, which was flowers to be shipped to my home for me to arrange myself, that uh, product model did not exist in the marketplace. And um, and that I felt like be, being a seasoned entrepreneur, I, I started run successfully many businesses um, so I felt very confident that I would be able to do it. Uh, and the second thing that I recognized from that call was that there was an opportunity um, to enter the industry that would typically have, you know, kind of a gatekeeper type culture um, because so many of the flower farms were losing business from their typical uh, their typical revenue streams, which, which during that time is events and weddings. Many of the farms were looking for new ways to bring their product to market. Um, and that's that's what I felt like um, that what ultimately became Postal Petals could do. And so that was in that was the very first week of May of uh, 2020. Um, I immediately went to work, putting together kind of a wireframe of what I thought the company could look like. Um, and then by July, the end of July, uh, we launched beta with almost 20 farm partners signed up. We were in beta for maybe about six weeks. 
And then in September, uh, we launched, we did our soft launch. Um, and then, you know, since then we've been featured in Forbes and Essence and Black Enterprise and GQ and Good Housekeeping. And, and so it's been really, it's been a very, um, incredible ride because again, I, it, I was not looking to start a company. Um, I also was definitely not looking to start a flower company, but it all happened just very organically. And I recognized the the need and I recognized the opportunity and I just decided, you know, if, if, if not me, then who? So I just, I did it. And here we are. <laughs> it sounds absolutely incredible. And I was just wondering how you were able to do everything so quickly. Um, Cause it sounds like it just, obviously just didn't happen there was a lot of work but um yeah within like a couple of months you had this amazing organization yeah so you know that is an answer that has um quite honestly evolved over time and when I say evolved over time I mean that to say that I have become more aware of why I was able to do it so quickly right so going into it I just, you know, kind of, it was something where I'm like, I'm just going to put my attention into this, right? Like, remember that I said flower arranging was very much a refuge for me. It was a a place for me to go to release my thoughts and to kind of decompress and relieve stress. And 2020 was just incredibly stressful, right? Like I'm a black woman and, you know, I was emotionally, um, exhausted by the protest and all of the surrounding commentary around it, all of the, you know, the weight around having to answer questions from my white peers about how it made me feel. And it just was a lot going on with the agency because it, you know, this is the work that we do. And it was just was very, very heavy. And so I found that whenever I would get stressed, I remember one Saturday afternoon, it was the the weekend when they were doing a lot of the protest around George Floyd in Los Angeles. And I remember um, the protests. I live in a relatively populated area in L.A. And I remember um, there were protests going on like right outside my door. Right. Like just right. Generally right past the house. And I'm hearing the helicopter circling and all of these things. And I'm feeling this stress coming up. And instead, I just was like, you know, I'm just going to work on the flower company. I'm just going to, you know, I'll, you know, do all of these things that need to get done. I remember I knocked out. It was a ton of work. I think what had happened was, I think it was that the the website, because we we had ended up building like maybe three or four different websites. Um, Because each time we built a website, I think first we wanted to be on Squarespace. And we'd gone all the way through building on Squarespace only to find out when it was time to and activate or uh, or turn on all of the functionality. Squarespace didn't have the functionality that we needed. And so I was super bummed out, but we basically needed to do a whole, we need to build an entirely new site um, on a different platform. And I remember that weekend, I was able to basically um, put all the notes in to transition the site to someplace else, which typically that would take a, quite, a, quite a long time to do. But I was able to just focus and not, because I didn't want to come outside of that space because outside of that space was, all of the protest, all of the stress, all of the things that I didn't necessarily want to deal with. And so I just put a lot of attention into the flower company. And then, you know, later that next month, I lost my grandmother and that was incredibly traumatic for me. And again, I just found myself, you know, kind of finding refuge in the flowers. And so the reason that I say it is an evolved response. It's an evolved answer to the question of how was I able to build it so quickly? Because, you know, I, I go to therapy regularly every single week. And what I've come to realize is that 
that is a trauma response, right? When you can't just sit still in the in the space of discomfort, in the space of um, adversity, in the space of pain, but you instead have to keep yourself busy to not sit there. It's really just a trauma response. So if I'm being honest, um, which I try to always be because I believe in the the need for mental health. I believe in, in the need for people to really um, have self-awareness and understand who they are and why they are who they are. Um, and so if I'm being very, very honest, I would say, you know, I'm a very smart woman. I'm very, very capable. This company would have existed. Um, I would have been able to build this company with or without, you know, having all of the different things that were going on at that time. But to answer the question very directly of why I was able to build it so quickly, it was because building this company gave me the very same piece that arranging flowers did because I was able to work with the same images and be very creative and think about all the things that I wanted this company to be. And I would do it all day, all night. Um, and before I knew it, it was, you know, it was a whole company. So, yeah, so that's a very long answer to a, a, a short question, but felt like I needed to take you on that journey <laughs> so you can kind of understand how it all happened so quickly. And then since then, we've just been, you know, continuing to build and grow. Um, and now we're getting ready to launch a seed round. And it, there's, it's just crazy. There's so I, did, I still don't believe it. <laughs> I still can't believe it, but it's awesome. Yeah, that really makes sense. And looking into the future and kind of now, how do you manage working full time, running postal petals, and being such an amazing social activist as well? Um, well, they're both me, right? They're both part of me. My agency intersect is very much rooted in my passion for people and my passion to to see people's lives made better. Right. Like with that agency, we focus on all kinds of human, civil and environmental rights issues. Right. So it's, you know, um, criminal justice reform, LGBTQ rights, women's rights, immigrant rights, um, civic engagement, environmental justice, all of the things that impact people's lives on a daily basis. And I care about people. I care about people. And so that's, you know, that's the agency for me. But Postal Petals is, um, there's no way, I mean, I'm sure you've been on the website and you, you'll see, and even on, through our social media, there's a lot of nods to a, a number of things that are going on um, socially in this country and globally. Um, and you'll see it there because it's me. So there's really, to be honest, no delineation. Um, there's not, it's not possible for me to be involved in a company and us not be able and willing to use the resources and platform of that brand to act on behalf of other people. Like that's just, there's, there's no, there's just, that's just not possible for me. So I hope that answers your question, but um, but it's all it, it all kind of mixes in whenever I'm thinking about new promotional um, strategies for postal pedals or I'm thinking about, you know, down the line, um, how we're going to, you know, do different collaborations and anything like that. I'm always, always, always thinking, how can we use this to support um, an issue that is related? How can we use this to uplift, you know, children in underrepresented communities? You know, I'm working on something right now with the flower company whereby, you know, I want to use, um, I want to bring that same piece from flower arranging to children in the, in, in underrepresented communities, whereby I will be able to partner with schools and community organizations to just have flowers and do flower arranging classes um, with the with the children there as a way for them to express creativity and use it as a form of, you know, a, a therapeutic meditative practice so that they can 
begin to find ways to channel, you know, stressful, negative energy into something that's so much more peaceful and beautiful. So I just, I, I, there's, there's no way for me to not, the short answer is there's no way for me to not, um, not do both. It's just, it's very, it's, it's seamless because it's, it's all coming from my brain, my heart, my mind. That's, those initiatives sounds incredible. And mm. you mentioned rolling out something about seeds. Like what, what do you see postal petals developing into in the future? Oh, you know, I, sky's the limit for social. I mean, for, um, for postal petals, to be honest, like I have such a massive, massive vision for postal petals. I see, you know, obviously we're already doing virtual flower arranging, uh, workshops online. I see us doing, a, you know, having a, a huge presence, um, with, you know, in-person flower arranging. I, you know, see a lot of really great opportunity for some really incredible collaborations across, um, across, um, across industry collaborations. I, you know, the way that I'm building this company up is as a lifestyle brand. And so we've already started doing collaborations with wine companies, collaborations in music, collaborations with art. Like I just see it being this really beautiful, um, a really beautiful lifestyle brand where people are experiencing flowers in a whole different way, right? Like you think about most people's relationship with flowers is that they're purchasing them for someone else, right? And so we want to bring people into a space where yes, purchase them for someone else, but get a box for yourself too. And you guys do it together and let it be, let it be an experience and something that you all can do at the, you know, can do at the same time in a way to build relationship and, and build community. And so, you know, we've also got a really strong um, enterprise strategy around, you know, B2B, you know, collaborations and partnerships. You know, I really do see, you know, flower arranging as a form of, of health and wellness, right? So we've got some great health and wellness collaborations that are going to be coming out um, in the first quarter of next year. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I just see sky's the limit. If you, if you can understand what I mean when I say that this is, this is a lifestyle brand, meaning that we will be able to touch so many so many different spaces um, through our through our flowers, through the the art that is created with our flowers, through the experience of arranging flowers and the experience of creative expression. Um, so I just, um, yeah, I see this company being very, very, very um, substantial, and I'm I'm incredibly excited for the world to see how um, how things unfold with postal petals. What is your favorite flower? Oh, that's easy. Um, when I first started, my favorite flower since childhood has been uh, calla lilies. And that's just because they are just, I don't know if you, are you familiar with calla lilies? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're just so beautiful and statuesque. And they're just like, I always say that a calla lily in any arrangement is just the baddest bitch in the vase. Like <laughs> you just, you can build everything around a calla lily and it's just going to be breathtaking. I just, I just think that they're so beautiful. I've always, since I was a little girl, um, loved calla lilies. And I think the thing, if I'm being, if I'm really kind of really diving into why I love it so much is because a calla lily is beautiful all on its own with just one of them, right? You mm -hmm. don't need foliage. You don't need other focal flowers. You don't need other greenery. You could put a single stem of a calla lily in a vase and it's breathtaking, <laughs> 
that's why I love it because it, it's it's bold enough to stand on its own. But if you put it with a few of its friends, they're fly. You can put it into an arrangement if you want, but you're just you're just you know kind of watering down who she is. They're just um, yeah, I just they're, they're my absolute favorite. But another one that I have I have fallen in love with through this company is those large like kind of cafe um, uh, dahlias, which are I don't know if you're familiar with dahlias, but they're this really beautiful flower that just kind of opens to this massive uh, this really beautiful large beautiful bloom. But the cafe um, I think they call them a like cafe au lait. Um, blooms are they get very very big like they're like you know that bloom can be as almost as large as like a sunflower if not larger um and they're just they're just absolutely breathtaking and i love building um arrangements around them i've i've been in martha's vineyard the last the past month um and we've done a couple of um of uh, flower arranging collaborations here on island. And um, we worked with local flower farms here, T-Lane Farms in, um, in uh, uh, up in uh, Chilmark, part of Martha's Vineyard. So shout out to, to uh, Krishana. She's one of us. She's a, uh, a woman owned farm up there, T-Lane. Um, but she has really, really beautiful dahlias and some of the most incredible um, cafe um, dahlias that I've ever seen. And so we we used a lot of those and helped, you know, did like flower arranging workshops and people just loved, loved, loved them because you cannot mess up an arrangement with a dahlia. You just you can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. So there, those are, if I have a, a second favorite flower, the dahlias, particularly the larger ones would be my favorites. Yes, I feel very inspired to go buy some um, flowers now. And yeah, it's just it's so nice to have them in the house. Yeah, they're beautiful. They really do um, brighten the space. It's just, you know, I love coming downstairs in the morning and seeing, you know, a big, a big arrangement of flowers just on the table. I love, and I like to put them in different places, you know, with our flower um, offering, we have three boxes. We have a small, medium, large, the smallest called the beanie box, which is our, you know, again, our smallest box. The second size is a midi box. And then the largest size is a, um, a biggie box. And even with the smallest box, you can make two or three arrangements. And so you can have something in the kitchen, something in the living room, something in the dining room, or break it up into you know, smaller vases that have, you know, small little vases, you know, on bedside or, you know, in, in your bathrooms. And so it just depends on how many um, flower arrangements you want based on, you know, that's how you decide how many, what size box to get. But the point is, I just, I love having the option to just have flowers all over the house. It's such a more um, interactive experience when you're able to kind of create the vibe that you want for your flowers in, in whatever room you want to put them in, in your house. And so, um, they make, they make me happy. Whenever I have flowers in the house, I just, I absolutely love it. And I'll make completely different arrangements, um, like a different kind of energy. Each arrangement has a very different kind of vibe to it and all from one box. Cause there's so many different varieties in one box, but yeah, flowers always make me happy. Especially when you're in lockdown and you can't go outside or see them. Yeah. We're kind of running out of time, but I always like to end the podcast on kind of a very practical um, note. So I was going to ask you for any budding entrepreneurs out there, how would you suggest they add an element of social justice into their organization? 
Um, oh, that's a really good question. And, and that uh, thank you for asking that, because that's a question that we whenever because we work with a number of different brands through through our the agency intersect to help them um, really answer this this exact question. And what I will always say is for any, you know, anyone running a large company or just a budding entrepreneur wanting to integrate um, social impact and social justice into the work that they're doing. Be authentic. So think about what is it, what are the issues that you care about? And then if you can really sit with it and and really decide what issues that you care about, then think about the business that you are in and think about how that business can make that issue, can can have a positive impact on that issue, right? So with with Postal Petals, you know, I was was talking about... um, with, you know, the using flowers and taking them into underrepresented communities and using them as a way to have a really beautiful, mindful experience Um, with kids. That's really easy going in because it's, it's something I'm actually able to use the product to help, you know, teach mindfulness. And it's also art, it's creativity, because that's something that I care about. And I want kids to have an opportunity to express themselves in different ways. But we also, you know, because I also care about criminal justice reform. So we also will allocate resources to supporting, you know, um, criminal justice initiatives or, um, or, um, or you know, I, I'm a really big believer and advocate around civic engagement or, or um, you know, getting people out to vote. And so we're working now on some initiatives where we may be able to use the flowers to help incentivize people um, to go out and vote or to um, or to become more civically engaged. So, and, you, and it doesn't always have to be that you're having to use the product that relates to it. It could just be that you care about these issues and you want to begin to lend your voice to it, right? Like people want to, they don't, think about social media. People don't always just want to be sold something right? Engage with them, meet them where they are. So you may, you may sell dog food, but you may really care deeply about women's issues. Well, you could just, you know, have, start to post about, you know, in addition to posting about dog food, you could also post about women's issues and post about, you know, things that you, you know, if you are coming across some, some follow like a really great um, account that is always posting about, you know, pay equity or different things, you know, in support of women's rights, then you can post about them. You can, you know, engage your, your audience in a way so that they see that these are issues that you care about. It's not necessarily to necessarily to monetize on it, but it's, it's an opportunity for you to use your, your platform, your voice and the resources of the company to advance issues that are important to you. And people can tell, people can tell when you're doing something just because, you know, brand activism and brand accountability is such a hot thing and they, they can tell when it's not authentic. So I would really say first and foremost, decide what you care about and then bring that to your audience so they could see, they can see it. And you're, it's a whole nother way for you to connect with your audience because it's not just about your product anymore. Now you're like-minded and you believe a lot of the same things and you, you want to see change in the same areas and it builds camaraderie and people, people, they, yes, they'll, they enjoy products that, that you sell, but they much more want to support you when they feel like they can see themselves in you. I absolutely love that answer. Um, I'm afraid that's all we have time for, but it's been absolutely delightful talking to you today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely appreciate it. And I can't wait till, till it comes out. Thank you so much to Talia for being on the podcast. And make sure to check out her incredible organisation, Postal Petals. 
If you'd like more thought leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition. And make sure to listen out and subscribe to the Ambition Podcast.